As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. Quality over price. Shop the coverage first. Carrier second and read the policy best ever listeners before we jump into today's episode for all my fix and flippers out there are your financing costs eating away at your bottom line and are you looking for a way to increase your overall profits by lowering your loan payments to the bank or maybe your private lender well our best ever sponsor patch of land you know patch of land they've been on the show representatives of their company have been on the show many times they've been a sponsor of this show many many times they're back for more because they love you and they love working with the best ever listeners and they've got an interesting point of view on interest rates and that is that it's the interest rates that we are quoted shouldn't necessarily be taken at face value because perhaps a higher interest rate could actually deliver a lower cost to your fix and flip loan. And they have a white paper on how that is possible and how that it can be applied to your fix and flip business to help your bottom line get more profitable and to help you choose the best a lender for your financing needs. So go to patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless and they've got a white paper for you and it will walk you through the way to evaluate interest rates in terms in general on your loan so that you truly are getting the best interest rate because there are some tricky things some lenders try to do to um, glaze over the fact that their lower interest rate, quote unquote, is actually higher based on some technical things that they put into it. So go to patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless and get that white paper so that you can save money on your fix and flip projects. Patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff with us today. Beth Boiseau Coots. How you doing, Beth? I'm great. How are you doing? I am great as well and nice to have you on the show. Beth is the Vice President of Sales for J.B. Lloyd & Associates, which is a full-service insurance agency. She specializes in specialty insurance programs for real estate investors and banks, lenders, mortgage servicers, etc., and today we're going to be talking about insurance. She's based in Dallas, Texas. So with that being said, Beth, you want to get the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Sure. And thank you for having me today. 
I really appreciate it. So my background is really just insurance. I started in sales in another space, but my father started this business back in 1988. So I was sort of raised into it. And when he saw that I had some ability in the sales area, he said, okay, well, come on, you need to be part of the family business. So I've been doing this for 12 years and have loved every minute of it, believe it or not. I know people are like, insurance, it doesn't sound so exciting, but it has been a lot of fun. And what about it you love real quick? Just curious. You know, one thing I just absolutely love is the fact that it's never boring and there's always something to learn. Is my area or my specialty in insurance is always changing. We always have regulations that are always being updated and changed and tweaked by the government that we have to stay on top of. So it's never boring. There's always something to learn, something to conquer. And uh, I don't think you could spend your whole life doing this and never know it all. Mm -hmm. That's the main thing. And then on that note, with your focus, you're focused on real estate investor policies and working with banks. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. So we started in the bank space. We specialized in community banks since we started in 1988. And then during the financial crisis, we started getting more calls from people who were purchasing large pools of distressed assets from lenders. And our forced place program that we were working with the banks on was a very good fit for these investors as well. So that's kind of how we stepped into the real estate investor space. And then as time went on, we adapted our program and our product. We added more carriers. We refined the system on that side of the house to really reflect the needs of the real estate investor because they don't always need all the bells and whistles that the forced place program offers to the banks. But at the same time, there are things they need that the banks don't need. So we were able to really create a niche for investors. I love that you're talking about forced place insurance because I literally just found out about this term in this policy on the last interview I did about 10 minutes ago after, I don't know how many interviews I've done, like over a thousand, obviously. And the woman on the show talked about force place because she buys distressed notes. So she does that. Now, real quick, what's the refresher on force place? And then let's talk about some other aspects of insurance. Okay. So force place insurance is an insurance policy that allows a bank, a lender, a mortgage servicer to force coverage on any property they have in their loan portfolio where the borrower is not compliant with the insurance requirements that are outlined in that mortgage or in the loan. So, for example, if you have someone who's bought a house and they owe maybe $100,000 on it and they're not keeping up with their insurance, the bank can add insurance it for what the borrower owes and have their interest in that property covered. So the banks need the ability to add properties as necessary, but they also need the ability to delete the properties as necessary. So they don't want to have an annual term. They may have a property that's only covered for two weeks. They may have one that's covered for a year. So they need that flexibility. And to accommodate this, we have an online system where they can manage the insurance on the loan portfolio. There's no more underwriting after the policy is bound because it's a master policy. So they just go online, 
add properties as necessary, take properties off as necessary, and then they're billed monthly. Mm. Then at the same time, if they have a property that they have to foreclose on, then they could go on that same online system and just change the status of the property from a forced place to a foreclosed, and then liability is added. So it's a convenient way to do this, manage the insurance all in one place as needed with no underwriting delays, no more applications, and then pay as you go. Where the real estate investor's policy is very similar is it's the same online reporting, except liability is added unless we're told not to on all properties. Because what we find is that the real estate investors usually have a mixed bag, but in almost every case, they need the liability because they have that exposure. So that's really the key difference between Mm -hmm. the two. Got it. And it's certainly for the first example, it's someone who has a high transaction volume, I imagine, whenever they're trying to oversee their portfolio and things are going in different stages in the process. Yes. Again, the two policies are very, very similar, but there are some key differences. One being the liability needs and another one being the fact that a real estate investor, while they can cover a property for the amount that is owed, and that might be necessary if they're doing like an owner finance situation, a lot of times they're doing contract for deeds or buy and hold or fix and flips. So a lot of times they're going to want replacement costs rather than just to cover what their interest is in the property. So they have that ability. They can do up to replacement costs or they can just cover it for their interest in the property, what they paid for it or what their borrower owns on it. Let's talk about terms that we should be aware of whenever we're shopping insurance carriers and we're evaluating different policy options. Can you educate us on that? Absolutely. And I'm a big believer that this is something that all insured should know. First one that I think is probably the most important one is know whether your policy is an actual cash value policy or a special policy. Another name for actual cash value policy would be basic. And another name for uh, special would be all risk. So there's some very, very important differences between these two types of policies. Basic or or actual cash value policy is going to only cover a list of things. So it's only going to cover what's listed in the policy. Usually they're the five basic perils like smoke, wind, explosion, things of that nature. And then sometimes they're endorsed to add a few more like theft, vandalism, malicious mischief. But you can see that if the only things that are covered are listed on a policy, there's going to be a lot that's not covered. So that's really important to know. Versus a special policy, everything is covered unless it's specifically excluded. So you can see that you're going to have a much, much better coverage with special with a special form policy than you would with the actual cash value. And that, of course, is going to be reflected in the rate. But Mm -hmm. you need to know it going in to the contract and signing the contract. Because I hear every day, oh, my gosh, I had no idea that my former policy was an ACV policy until I had a claim. So that's real important. The second thing is coinsurance. What is coinsurance? Well, coinsurance is the insured paying a portion of a claim. Usually it's an 80-20 split. So if it were an 80-20 split, that means after the deductible, the insured would pay 20% of a claim. 
So it's important to know if you have a coinsurance clause in your insurance contract, because obviously that could be a big surprise if you have a claim for a roof and it's going to cost $20,000 to replace or repair the roof. And you think, oh, well, I just have to pay my $1,000 deductible and I get my roof. So it's going to cost me 19000 Well, if you have a coinsurance clause, that could really change things in terms of your claim payment. On, so coinsurance is another. And the comparison between the cash value versus the special policy, on average, how much more percentage-wise is the special policy? It depends on underwriting. It can be significant, and then there are times when it's not as significant, just depending on the risks involved. But yes, it is definitely going to be more expensive to get a special policy. And back to ACV, one thing I needed to mention and I didn't is that that stands for actual cash value. So basic and actual cash value usually go together. And actual cash value means that when you get your payout, they take the replacement cost. They deduct depreciation, and that is your claim. So that's another very important term to know is what does that mean Mm -hmm. versus replacement cost. Mm -hmm. You definitely want to know that if you have that same roof claim and replacement cost is $20,000, but it's a 30-year-old roof, so they're going to take off 30 years of depreciation. You might get a $3,000 claim check. So those are very, very important terms. Actual cash value, replacement cost. Yeah, it is. Is that the depreciation that you had on your taxes or depreciation that the insurance company writes up? They have a formula for depreciation. So it is an insurance company formula that they have. It's not the taxes. And it's based on age and quality. What's another term or something that we should pay attention to when we're evaluating? Well, obviously deductible. And in homeowner's insurance, you probably notice you have a percentage of the value of the house, the value to replace the house is what your deductible is. In my world, the deductible is more like car insurance. My investors get to pick anywhere from 1000 on up to $10,000 for their deductible. And that is the amount that you pay when there's a claim. So if you have a $2,500 deductible, that first $2,500 you pay, and then everything after that is your claim if you don't have a coinsurance clause. Mm-hmm. If you have that, then you pay another 20% or 10, depending on what your coinsurance clause is. So deductible is also very important. And it's about knowing how much risk that you have the ability or the desire to assume. If you don't want to assume much, then you need to choose a lower deductible. You pay a little bit higher rate. If you don't mind, you have the cash on hand then you can go higher and that's reflected in the rates as well. But the deductible is basically how much are you going to self-insure before the insurance kicks in. What's a mistake that you see investors make as it relates to insurance? Oh my goodness. The biggest one is not reading the policy and not researching the company. Those two in that order. I've had so many that have come to me because they were referred by a friend to so-and-so and they find out when there's a claim that going back to those terms, they had a basic policy with an actual cash value with coinsurance and a high deductible. <laughs> and then they think they're covered because they're paying every month. But when the pedal hits the metal and there's a windstorm or a tornado or something, a tree goes through their roof on their house in Kansas, they find out that roof is barely 
covered and the amount that they get won't even fix the hole mm-hmm. that has been knocked into it. So reading the policy, huge. Knowing the carrier, are they A-rated or above by AM best? That's also really important. We only work with carriers that are A-rated and above because that shows that they pay their claims, they're financially solvent, and all, all that good stuff. By what's the rating system? It's called AM best. A.M. Best, B-E-S-T? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And a quick Google search will get you a lot of results on that. Yep, I'm already there. I see it. <laughs> <laughs> you see? <laughs> Another term to know is limits. What are the limits? How much liability do you have? Is it a million-dollar limit? Is it 500000 You want to know what your limits are, and you want to know that they're enough to cover you you own an apartment complex and you have a pool and a little kid gets in there and God forbid something happens to them. And of course you get sued. What are the limits? You need to know that. So that's another one of those terms. But going back to this, another thing that real estate investors should be aware of is that there's a lot of variants and types of policies. You can go to your local agent and have them do a policy every time you have a property and then you've got maybe a hundred different renewal dates a hundred different policies, a hundred different policy fees. And so you're trying to manage all of this, or you can do it in an online system like what we have where, you know, it's all in one place and, you know, you're paying monthly. And then there's other ones that are similar to ours, but you fax in a, a copy every time you add a property to your agent. So there's a lot of variance. I think the real estate investor insurance world is still evolving and still growing. So you find just a whole plethora of things in there. And a lot of times agents who may be doing home auto, a few businesses throw their hat in this too. So it's good to know what you're getting and that your agent is able to navigate this because it is definitely a niche with some requirements, its own compliance standards from CFPB and laws. There are laws and legalities that go along with it as well. Fact or fiction. If I get an umbrella policy that is $5 million, then that's better than $1 million because if something were to happen, then the insurance company would put their better lawyers on it and spend more time because they don't want to lose that $4 million difference. Well, I would not say you're going to have better coverage or better time because of lawyers and whatnot. You will be paying more for that and you will have that extra coverage. So if you need that much coverage, it's there. So you would be better covered because you would have the coverage. But I would ask you this, why would you need $5 million? Because of what I just said, if that is true, which you're saying it may or may not be. So I have people who I look up to in the real estate space, and one of the guys who I look up to, he's a commercial real estate investor and super successful. And he says he's got $5 million worth of coverage because if it's $1 million, then the insurance company won't put as much effort towards it versus if they have a $5 million liability. And I'm not saying that the insurance company wouldn't put effort towards a $1 million. I'm just saying just the difference there, you have more of their attention. So therefore, they're more likely to get behind you in more of a stronger way. And they may. I've not had that experience personally with the companies I work with. What I have found 
is that, I guess going back to my original question is, and I would ask him the same thing if I were his agent, why, sir, do you feel that you need that much coverage? So do you own apartments that have swimming pools? I would want to know why, because that is a lot of coverage. We can go up to that amount, but we don't very often, Mm -hmm. not because we don't want to, or not because we can't, but because there's just really not a need. That's an excessive amount of coverage in many cases, but not to say that it's not needed. If it's needed, it's absolutely needed. I have one client who is a physician and he's a very wealthy physician and he actually does have 5 million. We didn't have to get it through an umbrella. We were able to get it on his regular policy, but he feels like he needs it simply because he has deep pockets and he is afraid that he might be sued because of those deep pockets, which is understandable. But in most cases, I would say that 5 million is excessive. It's excessive even for banks. My banks don't even typically carry that much liability. Wow. So anyway, yeah, in fact, I only have one bank that carries that limit and it's not even on the liability. It's on the property side and it's because they do a lot of commercial lending. Mm. So I have not had the experience that he described, but I would say if someone asks me for that and when they have, I have stated what I have just stated to you and that is why would you need that much coverage? Because I'll do it and I don't mind doing it, but let's talk through this to see Mm. if it's really necessary because you're going to be paying for it. It might have to do something with the meth labs that he has on his properties. No, I'm, kid- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, Beth, what is your best advice ever for real estate investors as it relates to your area of expertise? My best advice ever, quality over price. Shop the coverage first, carrier second, and read the policy. Those are my three main things. Know what your coverage is. I know it's boring, but do it. And ask questions. I love it when my clients ask me questions. I'd say read the policy, but then have your attorney read the policy. I just got done getting a bunch of insurance for myself and my wife and just making sure we're covered in case some crazy comes after us. And I read it. Great, but... I had my attorney read it and then he went back and forth with my agent through me to get all the questions answered because it's one thing for me to read it and to get interpreted by the agent, but then also have the attorney from a legal standpoint, make sure that everything's in there that needs to be in there. That is excellent advice because it is a legal contract, but not everybody has access to an attorney or the funds for the attorney. And if they don't, at least read it, at least be familiar with what you're getting. But yes, if you have access to legal, by all means, I think that's even better. We have all the time, our banks and some of our larger investors, they have to do their due diligence on us. So we have that same thing, going back and forth, sending the forms, showing who we are, so that they know who they're dealing with. We're going to do a lightning round and then we'll wrap up. You ready for the best ever lightning round? All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Today's sponsor, Patch of Land, has got a document for you that you've got to check out if you're a fix and flipper. They show you how a higher interest rate can actually deliver a lower cost to your fix and flip loan. And conversely, how a lower interest rate could deliver a higher cost to your fix and flip loan. Needless to say, you got to know this stuff to identify the best loan terms. Go to patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless. Get this document, patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless. Tired of the noise in the real estate investing space, but still want to light your business on fire? 
Real Estate Deal Talk is an original source of radio shows, podcasts, case studies, and articles devoted to real estate investing for investors by investors. Discover more at realestatedealtalk.com. That's realestatedealtalk.com. Beth, what's the best ever book you've read? Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Best ever policy that you have sold? Oh, my goodness. I can't name names, but I have one amazing client. His initials are AA, and his policy was the best, and he is the best client. Is that Mr. American Airlines? (laughs) No. (laughs) I believe they're (laughs) self-insured. What is the best ever way you like to give back? I teach Sunday school. I volunteer with the church choir. I am a board member of my children's PTA. I'm a board member at my daughter's American Revolution chapter. I love to serve because it's an honor and a privilege. So I give back however I can. And how can the best ever listeners get in touch with you or learn more about your company? Well, my direct number is 972-342-4280. And my email is best.coots, C-O-O-T-S, at usrisk.com. And we have a website, www.lloyd-ins.com. And then I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn as well. So you can call, text, email, yell really loud. I'll probably hear you, especially if you're somewhere in Dallas. And I'd love to hear from you. And anytime anybody has any questions, I'm always happy to do policy reviews and things of that nature. Well, Beth, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for talking about the different types of insurance and then the different terms of insurance that we need to pay attention to from actual cash value, ACV, otherwise known as basic, compared to the special policy or all risk and the pros and cons for each. Basic's going to be cheaper Special will cover everything unless it's specifically excluded, whereas basic only covers a list of things and maybe some additional ones if they're added. Also, the coinsurance where the insured is paying a portion of the claim. So always look to see if you have coinsurance in the contract. Make sure we know what the deductible is. There's a balance there, risk versus ability to pay or to assume certain risk and the limits for how much liability we actually have. Make sure we read through the policy. Shop around first, as you said, and then second, make sure we do research on the carrier, and third, read through the policy. And my recommendation, as we discussed, is also to get that attorney to read through it too. So thanks for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Tired of the noise in the real estate investing space but still want to light your business on fire? Real Estate Deal Talk is an original source of radio shows, podcasts, case studies, and articles devoted to real estate investing for investors by investors. Discover more at realestatedealtalk.com. That's realestatedealtalk.com.